0: Hello and welcome to Mindworks, Choose Your Thinking, live from Des Moines, Iowa, where we discuss and share our experiences with the three principles of mind, thought, and consciousness, and hopefully talk about some strategies for living a happier, more stress-free life.
1: Folks, my friends, we want to thank the audience for listening. We are, like our lives, a continuing work in progress. We want to remind you about our website, mindworksforme.com. That's M-I-N-D-W-O-R-X, number four mecom dot com. Be sure to leave us any comments, suggestions, or questions you might have or suggestions for future topics. Thanks, Ben. Uh, Just a quick reminder who we are. My name is Mitch Kuhnert. I'm joined by
2: Ben Stein and Melissa Clayton. We are your MindWorks coaches and consultants, practitioners, if
1: you will, of three principles, and uh, hopefully guiding you to a healthier lifestyle. And I'm Ben Stein, MindWorks coach and consultant, and I have a cat, and I call her Kitty.
0: And I'm Melissa Clayton, Mindworks Thought Partner, seventh grade language arts teacher and parent of two beautiful kids. And like we said, definitely a work in progress. So, um, quick chucking around the room, Mitch.
2: Well, it's springtime and that's a wonderful time for me. I think, uh, we know that there's some studies about how, what winter does to us, um, what's that actually called it's there's a seasonal affective disorder there we go otherwise known as sad (laughs) and so at this point in time when the sun comes out temperatures get a little warmer you've got the green grass growing which actually an ironic thing for me is that i do love to mow lawn that is something that brings me simple joys and i think it's just the fact that it's a, a job that gets accomplished um you know you start it it looks good when you're done also, some of the things I like to do. Girls uh, love to go outside. I was asking requesting if we can go swing. Go swing outside. Melissa, you made a face at me when, when I said that. Why is I'm that?
0: Good. Um, Sometimes it seems like a chore. And I try <laughs> not to think of parenthood as a chore that makes me feel guilty. But... Pushing the kids on this swing. And I don't have to do that very much anymore. Well, I'm telling 9 you and 11 seems a little bit more like a chore.
2: Right. So that's why we do go to the park where there's mm-hmm. the adult swing. So Ooh. I can actually join in. So yes, mm-hmm. they do want me to do that
1: part. And it can be kind of tedious. But mm-hmm. it's all about actually engaging in that activity as well. If If I could just be clear for one moment. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with the adult swing. I would imagine it's simply a swing, but for heavier people. <laughs> Correct. Okay. It's but, it's a little more what robust. What are you saying, Ben?
2: Oh, yeah, you, what, well,
0: you well, I don't think
1: she'll... Anyway so I, was, I have a, a right. cat And of course I call her kitty And she <laughs> said to me the, the funniest thing the other day She comes up to me she goes meow And to me that meant I love you And that just brings me right back to that space that I need to be It's Melissa? the little things in life
2: What about you?
0: Ben or me? No Melissa Okay um, well Um, you like to swing. Apparently I like badminton. Ah. I didn't know that I loved badminton so much, but I bought my daughter for her birthday, which lasted for two weeks. Um, but I bought her a volleyball and badminton set that we've been setting up in our backyard. And it's been great. The neighborhood kids are loving it. We're loving it. And I'm loving it. Um, there's a metaphor here, but I really like how the ball, and I know it's not a ball. It's a what? What do you think?
2: Yeah, is it, it
1: birdie shuttlecock birdie? i know let me Shuttle check cock. what and shuttlecock
2: i googled it say that? you're right shuttlecock okay
0: well um i appreciate how the shuttlecock comes at me very slowly <laughs> and i have time to react and maybe that's a little bit how i like to approach life too i like how it comes slowly instead of there's not a very fast ball that's coming at my face very quickly so I'm actually pretty good at badminton so I've been enjoying that
2: lately so it sounds like we're all in pretty good moods right now is that something is that something Mm -hmm. that we
1: uh practice like how do you how do you get there Ben well, Ooh, it, is, transition, Mitch. it is a practice. And so this podcast today is about how to become habitually more positive. And, and to be honest with you, to lay the foundation here, we are practitioners of what is called the three principles. It has transformed our lives. Mitch and I teach a class uh, and we have taught the people who have taken the class. It has been transformational for them and it's not ours. This is from a welder from Scotland who is now deceased. His name is Sidney Banks. And he come up, came up with the idea of the three principles, the cornerstones of what life is all about beginning with mind, the energy of, of of the universe, whatever that is to you. And then it's about the thoughts that we have. And we always like to share that the data shows that we have some 100,000 thoughts a day. Many of those, we don't even realize our negative thoughts. And that leads us down to pass, path of becoming negative and the last principle that Sydney Banks talks about is the idea of consciousness being aware of your thinking and the beauty for us is we have practiced for so long being aware of our thinking that we can get more positive and thereby become more habitually happy.
0: So Ben I think that I'm probably like a lot of your listeners and that I hear you say that um, but it's more easier said than done. Um, what are some strategies that we can use that you use in your classes, Mitch and Ben, um, to help us practice that and do that on a daily basis?
2: Well, I want to I back up, though, because it actually starts earlier than that. It actually starts to a location where happiness is truly within us. Like When we talk about mental health, it's, it's the lack of mental illness. And, and when you kind of get rid of stuff that doesn't need to be there... The body's default setting actually is to be happy. And I think I think people could understand if you're listening right now, um, we use that kind of analogy. Like if you had to think about that favorite vacation spot, what do you feel like when you're when you're in that location? For me, it's on the beach with a pina colada in my hand and the surf is hitting the, and I'm in the sun and the smell of suntan. Like all those things put me in that, that place. And that is actually a natural default setting for for most of us. For all of us. I'm sorry. So the question is, how did we get away from that? So now that's some of the strategy that we're going to start talking about is like, how do we get ourselves back into that mindset more often in a better practice?
1: I think, I think that when we, when we talk about the hundred thousand thoughts on day and what we choose to think about, I think that sometimes we think about things that worry us, um, things that, um, we fear. And I think that you know, we have to protect ourselves so we have this belief that we have to make things in order. And if for some reason they're not, that leads us down the path of negativity. The irony is you know, w- w- people think that you, know, you can buy happiness. They can go out and do shop therapy. You can buy a new sweater. You can buy a new car. You can buy a new house. And, and somehow that's going to make you happy. And you know what? I believe it does in the short run. But to truly, in the long run, habitually become happy, you have to find that within. And again, I think that comes to the power of choosing your thoughts and choosing more positive than negative thoughts. So, Melissa, you asked, you know, what's, what's, how do you do that? And, and we always like to use the, uh, the, the comparison to, to traffic. And this is, this is interesting. You know, the other day I was behind uh, this person driving and it, they were going very, very slow uh, to the point that, in front of this car was an intersection and the light was green and i'm thinking okay look if the car just goes the speed limit even i'm gonna make the traffic light well the car didn't make the traffic light and i was stuck behind this car at the intersection now i I, i'm frustrated but again right away i catch my thinking and i'm like you know what you don't have to be frustrated What are you you thinking about? You're not going to get somewhere on time. It's all right. You're doing the best job that you can. You're frustrated with the individual in front of you. Well, again, what's my thought process? And all of a sudden, it was about, you know what? I don't know who that person is. I don't know their story. Maybe they've been in several accidents before. Maybe they're being cautionary. Who can fault that? And all of a sudden, that frustration that I I sensed and I felt, it began to dissipate. And I began to sense a a, a greater feeling of, of, of joy and being in the moment. And again, all that happened simply because I changed my thought. Mm-hmm. It's that simple.
2: Uh, I actually had to go to a meeting, and it was a, a group of parents and, uh, for our education world. It was, it was parents and educators all in one, one sitting, and one of the parents came in. It was, a, it was yesterday, and yesterday happened to be a, a really rainy day. I mean, it rained almost all day, and it was cold. I mean, it was very cold compared to what we have right now. And uh, one of the, they said, like the first thing said, well, this is just an awful, awful day, you know, and obviously referencing the cold weather and the rain. And I thought to myself, ah, as an educator and administrator at the end of the school year, I was like, oh no, this is exactly what we need. Because it's for whatever reason, even the kids come down a little bit. When it's sunny and bright, just like we're feeling more energy, there's more energy in the space. And so I actually I said, ah, I'll take this for the last couple of weeks of school because it actually yep. helped. Um, but again, a single, a single event, a single thing. Always has multiple perspectives to look at. And you do have the choice to decide how you look at that. I could have absolutely just agreed and said, yep, uh, weather sucks today.
1: I have a friend. Uh, she is now about 45 and uh, her grandmother just passed away. She's 98 years old. And, and she's sad as well she should be. She's mourning. Um, but it was interesting that, you know, while she felt this sense of loss, uh, I reminded her, look, you had your grandmother for 45 mm-hmm. years of your life. I lost my grandparents, all of them, by the time I was in eighth grade. She lived to be 98 years old. Mm. What a great celebration of, of life. And again, all of a sudden, with the power of a thought, you change your perspective of the reality and the life around you.
0: I think that's so true, and I've been telling my students that this last couple of weeks of school, too. You know, you might not have the grade that you want in class right now um, because you've been procrastinating and putting things off but if you turn it around and think about it positively think about things as a learning opportunity um, just like my daughter this week is not earning a character reward <laughs> well if you shouldn't have gotten in trouble in the cafeteria two weeks ago you would be earning a character award possibly so think of everything as a learning experience turning um, things that happen in your life into something positive or yeah. trying to spin it that way at and, least.
1: And, and again, another side of the story is, you know, there are there are people that really do work hard and maybe they're not getting the grade, not mm-hmm. because they're not, but they're just, they're, they're working. And you know what? Find some satisfaction in that. You don't have to get the A. Uh, you can work hard and be satisfied with the fact that you have done the best that you can. And no matter what happens after that, be satisfied with the fact that you've given it. What you th- what you thought you should. Mm-hmm. When we talk about you know the habits of being happy, think about the habits that it takes to be good at almost anything. It takes practice, and the more you practice it, the better you become. I play golf. I mean, for me, it's 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 pretty simple. If you want to get good, you got to go out and you got to practice. I think about you know your your car even. I mean, you've got to get it maintained every three months or three thousand miles, whatever they say. And of course, I don't do it as regularly as I should the point is you have to work at it and I don't think that we work hard enough at being happy and instead what happens is that when we have a negative thought without really thinking about it and again we lose the consciousness of our thinking with without realizing it one negative thought leads to a negative thought that leads to another negative thought and it begins to spiral out of control and again you are creating a habit of negativity why not switch it why not start creating a A a habit of positivity, and I think that in in order to do that, we you know there's a very simple practice. Try this. This is going to be sound crazy. It's going to sound nuts, but every night before you go to bed, right, write down or even say three things that you're grateful for, and do it for 21 days. Because what the research says, even if you smoke, the idea is that if you're going to create a new habit, it takes 21 days. Now I I mean look I. Smoking, that's, that's a tough business. And they say the only way to quit is to keep quitting because that's a tough thing to do. But I think to create a habit of any kind, even when we talk about our students and creating a habit of, of coming home and, and, and being diligent about you know organization and, and doing that for 21 days, you're creating that habit. So do that for 21 days about the simplicity of three things every night that you're grateful for and all of a sudden you're gonna begin to look at life through a more positive lens.
0: I think that one of the keys that we've been talking about is is relying on ourselves and the choices that we make. Ben, you had talked about um, shop therapy and how we go shopping to make ourselves feel better. And before we started this podcast today, Mitch had talked about how a lot of times we rely on other people yeah. to make ourselves happy. Mm. And the fact is that we can't rely on other people to make ourselves happy. No,
2: the, yeah, the emotional well-being, if you will, is the only one. There's only one person that creates that. Right. It's you. And right. and, and uh,
0: we can only control ourselves. That's right. And the choices that we make.
2: Right. So we a lot of times we'll talk about marriages. We'll talk about mm-hmm. significant others. We'll talk about folks like that. And, and family relationships. Family. You, you'll hear people say. That I need this person to do this, mm-hmm. and that will make me happy. Right. <laughs> and it's it's really not, that's not the case. Like, that person really, you, if you, two things, if you put the responsibility of your happiness in somebody else's hands, well, then guess what? You're never in control. And, and then
0: you're making the choice to not be happy.
2: Well, and you set an expectation. If they're not
0: doing what you, ex- yeah, what they expected, you expected them to do. That's right. So...
2: And, and the fact of the matter is that's a it's a false statement. I mean happiness truly right. has to come from a, like I have to ha- I have to think you did that and that you did, let's say you did it for I, I had the expectation you met it. Well, I think that you met it and now I'm happy. It's mm-hmm. not how it works. Like you, it's it's just you have to be happy on your own. And so for a relationship side of the world, I've always tried to tell people like you are in charge of you. They're in charge of them. And then hopefully you can find some happiness together doing things that you right. like together. Maybe it is playing badminton. Maybe it is going golfing. But you have, to, you have to both find that activity fun. Now, have you ever had this in a relationship where I will go do that if you go do this? Well, that's just compromise. That's, that's okay right. too. Like you can give that and, mm-hmm. and recognize that you're supporting the other person in, in their hobbies that's not wrong and we have to do that in relationships too but in the end happiness is it's all inside
1: you- and, and we always talk about in in relationships especially with ones that are close to us that we have expectations of them and they have expectations of us instead of what we need to do is to be accepting of each other and if they don't meet those expectations that's okay that's okay. Um, you know when 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 we talk about changing our thinking and and i think again it's a it's a habit to always try to look at the silver lining in dark situations again my friend who whose grandmother passed away you can still find that silver lining and i think that you know after every storm there's going to be the sun and we have to recognize that that's eventually going to come and again sometimes we have to look hard to see it but i believe there's always that silver lining when we Look hard enough to find it. You know, it's interesting. I was thinking about this the other day. We are a very we have a an election coming up. We are a very divided country politically right now. And I was thinking about the last time when this country was was as close as I can remember in my lifetime. And for us, the three of us in our generation, uh, that came after the dark storm of 9/11. And after 9/11, I I can remember driving home and I saw in everybody's yard an American flag. Didn't matter if you're Democrat, didn't matter if you're Republican. We came together in one of the most horrific one days in our nation's history. There was still a silver lining that we could all connect to if we were willing to find it. hundred percent. So for me, one of the things that
2: continues to draw me to the three principles is the people. <laughs> and I, I, for a while, I didn't know what that meant. And it, it, it for me, I now know it, it's surrounding myself with people that are more positive the people that have an understanding of the three principles are I'll be honest they're easier to be with because a they know these things I, they, they're not relying on me for anything they're coming into the space knowing what what they're in control of and it was it's almost like a drug and I, I say that very positively in the sense that Spending time with those folks was simple. It was easier. And that's why I said, for me, I just want more people to get this. And the more closer you are to me, the more I want you to be aware of this because it makes it makes life easier. So, so I... I
1: I, I I sorry I like after you. Now,
0: I know I wasn't supposed to talk about <laughs> research here because we talked about that before the podcast. But the World Health Organization obviously finds a huge connection between our mental health and our physical health, and positivity um, breeds positivity, right? Um, and you just talked about how you would rather be around positive people who have an understanding of the three principles, and I've taken your class. Um, Everybody who has taken your class, including myself, says that this is one of the best classes that they've taken in the district. It's life changing. And it's not just because it's focused on our classroom. It's focused on a way of thinking and approaching everything, everything, (laughs) right? Every thought that comes into our mind and how we choose to look at those thoughts and ignore some and throw them back into the river and capture some and focus on them so
2: can i can i bust in with sid banks ben i know you're dying to say something absolutely but you know sid Banks says thought is the missing link between mental sickness and mental health thought is also the missing link between happiness and sadness i mean he just says it's 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 a choice it's it's you have it his other bullet point is mental health lies within the consciousness of all human beings but is shrouded and held prisoner by our own erroneous thoughts I I I met a lady just recently that we uh, she's a wonderful um wonderful member of our community, but it was like everything she talked about was is it was like Debbie Downer from Saturday Night Live? Wah, yeah. Wah. Yeah. like you wanted to say it every time. It's just like, oh my gosh! Like you saw this person who who has has beauty within her, but she was so caught up in I had this disease, I had this mm-hmm. outcome, I was I, I all these things that just put her in a place of and what she was doing is she was transferring that
1: on then to other people around her which made life really difficult and and we talk about sydney banks and again that first principle is mind that's energy and you have positive or negative energy and and people can sense that people can feel that what i was going to share was that i i had my own tragedy um last week and i i was using my phone turns out i have an iphone and my home button wasn't working I mean, I mean, that's 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 there you go. It was an amazing thing um, how there were people and, and even myself included where years ago that would have been the beginning of a spiral like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I have to get a new iPhone. It's going to cost hundreds of dollars. And as it turns out, uh, you can actually manually set it. It's not a big deal. And it turns out I do have to move my thumb like one more shift right or left. But it's not the end of the world. It's a first world problem. But believe it or not, there really are people that just because of that, that begins the train of negative thinking that leads them down that tunnel. It sounds so ridiculous and absurd, but truly, when when something just doesn't happen quite the way that you think, if you're not trained to be habitually controlling your thoughts, that can lead you down that tunnel without you even knowing it
2: well guys that kind of brings us pretty close to the end here we need to be wrapping this up and we appreciate all of our listeners that are out there and again um put your comments in there and and what are you what are you looking for what makes you happy that's a, that's a question that we that we want to ask all of our listeners and how how do you feel like you could do
1: this how do you feel like you could be a little more proactive in your own happiness and i'm gonna make i'm gonna make one last little plug here mm-hmm. um you know what what mitch and i love to do is we actually love to teach the class and what we offer is, is this opportunity that if you look on our website, you can contact us. We can come to your business. We can come to your correctional facility. We can come to your school district. We can come to your home. We can talk to, to families about how to change your thinking to live a, a more positive and happy life. So please drop us a line.
0: And if you're just a common person like me. <laughs> How can you make your mental health a priority on a daily basis? Um, I know that I need to work more on making it a habit. And Ben had talked more about, um, you know, forming habits by being grateful intentionally every day for 21 days. Um, Waking up and counting your blessings and then going to bed each night and thinking about, What made your day amazing today? Even if it was a sucky day. Um, What were some of the silver linings in your day? Intentionally positive. How can you do that?
2: Absolutely. See if we can find more intention. So thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Once again, we'll be looking for us on our podcast and on our website. So thanks for listening and uh, have a great afternoon, everybody.
0: Thank you.